church say amen. Let the church say amen again. Amen. We thank God for this day and for this moment of worship and praise. This is the day that the Lord has made. We're rejoicing and we are exceedingly glad. The psalmist says, oh, magnify the Lord with me and let us exalt his name together. We are so grateful this morning. We have our mothers here on this morning. Amen. We are so glad to have you here with us, mothers, and we thank God for your presence, for your prayers, and for your sustaining uh, faith. That certainly has buoyed uh, many of us along throughout this journey. And we're going to worship God with you. Thank God that you have joined us on this service. For those of you who are watching online, we thank God for your participation as well. We ask that you share this with your neighbor and your friends. Let them know that you are watching and worshiping with K-Chapel right now. And you are inviting others to do the same with you as we worship the Lord in the spirit of truth and in the spirit of loveliness. For God is great and he is so greatly to be praised. Amen. Amen. Let's pray together. Eternal God, our Father, how grateful and how thankful we are for this day. Another day that you have given unto us. We praise and bless your holy name for the awesome God that you are, for the mighty things that you do, for the miracles that you still perform, for the prayers that you are always answering. We're so thankful, God. You never leave us nor forsake us. God, when times get difficult, you never leave us nor forsake us. When storms come, you never leave us nor forsake us. Through sickness, through death, through all kinds of hurt, you never leave us and you never forsake us. And for that we say thank you. Because we know, oh God, that there are many in this world and many in this life who do turn around and who do go different ways, but God, you're always by our side. And for that, we give you praise. For that, we give you glory. God, right now, we invite your presence in this place. We ask, oh God, that you direct us this worship experience, that it might be pleasing in your sight. Oh God, we pray that what is said, the songs that are offered up, the prayers that are prayed, and your word that will be delivered, that when it is all said and done, that you will have been glorified, that we will have been edified, and that the enemy would have been horrified. Oh God, we bless you now. And we thank you now. And we declare this morning with all of our hearts, we love you. We love you with our hearts. We love you with our minds. We love you with our bodies. We love you with our spirit and our soul. We love you, God. In Jesus' name. And for his sake we pray. Amen, amen, and amen. God bless you, God bless you, God bless you. Well, if you love him this morning, why don't you put your hands together and bless God. God 
be praised. God be praised. God be praised. Listen, we're going to have a song of worship and praise. Amen. If you want to stand, mothers, you can, but don't feel any pressure to. Amen. You can sit right there and we will praise him with all that we have because we're going to praise him more because we love him more than anything. You at home, you can stand up. So you do so at home and let's worship and praise him now.
Our scripture today, this morning comes from the book of Matthew, chapter 17, uh, 1 through 8, and it reads as follows. And after six days, Jesus taketh Peter, James, and John, his brother, and bringeth them up into a high mountain apart, and was transitioned before them, and his face did shine as the sun, and his raiment was white as the light. And behold, there appeared unto them Moses and Elias, talking with them. Then Jesus answered Peter and said unto Jesus, Lord, it is good for us to be here. If thou wilt, let us make here three tabernacles, one for thee, one for Moses, and one for Elias. While he yet spake, behold, a bright cloud overshadowed them. And behold, a voice out of the cloud, which said, This is my beloved Son, in whom I am well pleased. Hear ye him. And when the disciples heard it, they fell on their face and were sore afraid. And Jesus came and touched them and said, Arise, and be not afraid. And when they had lifted up their eyes, they saw no man save Jesus only. If you will bow with me for a word of prayer. Heavenly Father, we thank you for seeing us through the challenges we faced this past week. We thank you for the privilege of gathering for worship. We ask that you come for the sick and the shut-in, Lord, and those that are mourning the loss of loved ones during this lengthy pandemic. Lord, we pray for those who are experiencing financial hardship. We pray for those with loved ones that are confined behind prison walls. Lord, we ask that you ease the troubled minds and mend the broken hearts, Lord. Lord, we especially ask that you heal those that are suffering around the world. Heal our nation, Lord, our community, our city, and our state. Lord, we ask that you prepare our hearts and minds for the spoken word that's going to be presented to us this morning. Heavenly Father, we thank you for each and every blessing you bestowed upon us. Lord, and we ask that you keep us in your care. These things we ask in your son Jesus' name. Amen. Yes. I like that. Tis so sweet to trust in Jesus just to take him at his word just to rest upon his promise just to know thus saith the Lord Jesus Jesus how I how I prove him more and sing it Jesus Jesus precious Jesus oh trust him Jesus 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 how I trust how I prove him more and more. oh Jesus Jesus pray 
try to go on to this next thing. But long as I live, while troubles rise, I'll hasten to his throne. It's good to have you here, mothers. God bless you. I feel the presence of the Lord. I, I feel closer to the Lord when y'all are here. Amen. Good to have y'all in the presence, in the house. And listen, for the mothers who are there uh, watching online, I know some of you could not come. We thank God for you. We are praying for you. Mother Montgomery, I understand, is in the hospital right now. So we're lifting her up. Uh, she's in Baptist Hospital. So Mother Montgomery, we are praying for you. We're loving on you as well. Thank God for you. And we will continue to lift you up. She's in the Baptist Hospital. Uh, so you all be in prayer for her. Also recovering at home, uh, we have Marilyn Woods, Sister Robbie Singleton, Sister Sean Clark, Sister Robbie Edwards, Rochelle Bingham, and Sister Jacqueline Moore, uh, all who are recovering at home. And I thought I got, let me see. No, I understand Jackie Simmons is back in the hospital and she's asking for prayers. Jackie Simmons is in the hospital and asking for prayers. Uh, we don't have anyone who, who uh, left this earth and went on to heaven this week. And so we thank God. We thank God for that. Amen. But we ask that you continue to pray for all of those who we just listed and all who are recovering at home. Amen. God bless you and God keep you is our prayer. It's giving time. We ask that you who are at home that you would prepare to give now in this our tithe and offering period. There are any number of ways that you can give. You can give by texting to the number that's on your screen. You can give by way of the K Chapel Church app. You can always drop your offering off at the office. Whatever you do, however you do so. We ask you to do two things. Give so liberally and give so cheerfully for the Lord loves a cheerful giver. Amen. Amen.
say amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. That's right. Praise the Lord, all ye people. Let everything that hath breath praise ye the Lord. Amen. 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 Listen, I want to ask that you uh, keep our uh, convention in your prayers. We will be having our spring session uh, of our General Missionary Baptist State Convention starting today, actually, with our moderators meeting and then continuing on through Tuesday of, of this week. Uh, we'll be meeting in Canton, Mississippi, uh, with the Priestly Chapel Missionary Baptist Church. Pastor Robert McCallum uh, will be serving as our host pastor. So keep this session in your prayers. 
uh, this is this is just my second session uh, as president, and so I'm still young at this and still getting my sea legs on. So y'all pray for me that we will continue to do uh, that which is good and pleasing unto the Lord uh, as we do kingdom business in Canton, Mississippi. Amen. God bless you and God keep you is our prayer. Amen. We're good? No, we're ready. All right. All right. That's all right. That's all right. Amen. Amen. Listen, while we're getting that fixed and ready, um, mothers, uh, I believe there is lunch prepared at the conclusion of this service, and so we will be having lunch with our mothers as well. So glad to have each of you here on this morning again. Thank uh, Deacon uh, Williams, who is our mother's uh, ministry liaison. Uh, for our mothers, and uh, I, I understand y'all like him real good. That's what I heard. So, see, see, I heard, I heard y'all got it, y'all got it in real good for him. So we thank God for his ministry, and uh, to Sister Williams as well. We thank God for your ministry with Deaconess as well. Listen, we're getting ready for uh, Women's Day on next Sunday. Uh, Women's Day is next Sunday, and that is also the Sunday where we will return uh, to in-person worship on a regular basis. Uh, no longer will you have to pre-register in order to come into service. No longer will you have to wait until the first and the third Sunday for in-person service. We will have service uh, each and every Sunday at 11 a.m. Uh, and so you just come. Again, uh, we, we don't know how many to expect. Uh, so work with our ushers and work with our greeters as we uh, uh, take care of the crowd. Uh, as you come in, we will see what it is and then know how to appropriately uh, position and space everyone. But uh, we are looking forward uh, to the return to the sanctuary on next Sunday. Amen. Amen. God bless you. God keep you is our prayer. You're my protector, You're my protector and, my 
defense. Every day your grace. <laughs> the mercy endures.
given to one of our young couples, Justin and Alicia Bell. Some of you have seen Alicia. She's part of our praise team. You noticed that she was with child. Well, they gave birth to a little baby girl, Olivia, uh, weighing eight pounds and two ounces. Amen. Twenty and a half inches in length. Amen. Amen. She's a beautiful baby girl, and we so thank God for that wonderful gift. And we ask that you keep Justin and Alicia in your prayers as they are now new parents. Amen. Amen. God bless you and God keep you. Matthew chapter 17. Matthew chapter 17. These words that have been read in your hearing, I want to focus in and zero in perhaps on verse number four where Peter starts talking it says in verse number four then answered Peter and said unto Jesus Lord it is good for us to be here if thou wilt let us make here three tabernacles one for thee one for Moses and one for Elias want to focus in on the A part of that scripture then answered Peter and said unto us Lord it is good for us to be here I want to talk about the good of gathering part two it is good for us to be here the good of gathering we, we certainly thank God for this Sunday this Sunday when we have invited our mothers to worship with us. This Sunday is a Sunday certainly of praise. We thank God for this Sunday. This Sunday that we thank him for his marvelous and his merciful blessings. The gospel writer or the gospel songwriter uh, recorded the song uh, one more time. One more time he allowed us to come together just one more time and so we thank God for this gathering of one more time and while we thank God for this time this day this moment of worship I want to be honest in saying to you I'm also looking forward to next Sunday just the idea of next Sunday and what it means for us to reopen the doors of the church building for regular worship each and every Sunday on the day that two years ago we had to close the doors to this church for regular worship. So I'm looking forward to the church regathering, the church reengaging, the church reimagining, the church coming back together again. We all believed that we would eventually get to this point, but as two weeks turned into two months, two months turned into two years it has been a journey indeed that none of us expected but thanks be to God we are here here at this moment here at this place here at this hour here for this Reason And so I echo the sentiments of Peter 
in today's text when he says it is good for us to be here. It is good for us to be here. I thank God, yes, for how we have been able to worship in our homes over the last 24 months. I thank God for how we have been able to gather together online and on conference calls. I thank God for how we have been able to use our phones and our smart devices, our computers. I thank God for how we've been able uh, to use our parking lot for various ministry moments. I thank God for the pivots that we have been able to make to allow us to have a meaningful worship experience while we have been away from this building. And I thank God that many of the things that we have done while away from the building will have future applications as we move forward. But even with all of that, that, that needs to be different and that is different and that will be different upon our return, can I just say it again? It's good for us to be here. Here at this moment, here at this period in our history, here at this precipice of the return of the re and the regathering of the saints of God on a regular basis, it's good for us to be here and to come back here. Peter is not the only one who recognizes such gathering as being good. The psalmist says the same thing many generations before Peter does. He writes, oh, how good and pleasant it is for brethren to dwell together in unity. In other words, it's good for the saints of God to get together. It's good for the people of God to come together. It's good for the church of God to worship together. Good for the children of God to pray together. Good for the believers of God to sing and praise and glorify God together. Peter's declaration is but an echo of the psalmist's articulation of the blessing of a shared faith. It's good for us to be here. Glad that we could do what we did while we were away but it's good for us to be here. I share the sentiments of the psalmist and the pronouncement of Peter regarding this sacred assembly that we call Cade Chapel. For what Peter is verbalizing is the blessing of having a shared God experience. He's acknowledging the fact that there is something special, there is something unique about the people of God gathering together in the same Place And the biblical record suggests the same thing. That's what the day of Pentecost is all about. The church was gathered together in one place at one time on one accord when the Holy Spirit falls upon them as cloven tongues of fire and empowers them to be bold witnesses for Christ. I tell you, special and unique things happen when the people of God come together. It is the collective gathering of God's people that invites a unique encounter with the divine. The collective gathering of God's people invites a unique encounter with the divine. So my brothers and my sisters and my mothers, it is good for us to be here. It's good for us to be here, first of all, because here we are brought into a closer fellowship of community and significance. Here we are brought into a closer fellowship of community and significance. Jesus takes three of his 12 disciples 
James, John, and Peter. And he sets these three disciples apart from the others. This special inner circle of disciples will form a special bond and be brought together on other occasions and experience, and experience other things together apart from the other disciples. They would be fused together by Jesus to journey through life ministry together. You see, my brothers and sisters, the church is the place where we find like minds for ministry. When we come here, God puts us in special relationships with each other. We find our group. We find our tribe. We find our kind. We find our small community of fellow saints with whom the Spirit of God fuses us and binds us together such that we discover community and experience significance. And while we fight against cliques and things that separate us, we do support coming together, finding your place with your small group, finding your sister and your brother with whom you have special bond and special meaning and experience special significance. Jesus pulls these three out of the 12 and forms the first small group. And even though that small group was, was comprised of different personalities, they still ended up doing life and ministry together. It is good for us to be here because we find our people here. Here we are brought into closer fellowship with kindred hearts and common interests and similar experiences and a shared faith. But then secondly, it's good for us to be here because here reminds us that we are set apart. It's in the text. Verse 1 says, And after six days, Jesus takes Peter, James, and John, his brother, and brings them up into a high mountain apart. It is good for us to gather at this place because here we are reminded of our set-apartness. Here we are reminded of the command to be holy. Here we are encouraged to embrace sanctification. Here we are reminded by the living of others that we are a royal priesthood. We are a chosen generation. We are a holy nation. Here we are reminded that though we are in the world, that we are not to be of the world. Here iron sharpens iron. Here we find the courage to live our faith in Christ as Christians out loud and in living color. Here we are embracing our set apartness Jesus takes John James and Peter to a high mountain and sets them apart the church building this sacred place where we come for worship ought to remind us that we should strive to live life on a higher level have better relationships than what the world suggests as is normal we ought to do life differently from the status quo. High and set apart living should be the aspiration of every born again believer. Instead of conforming to the world, we are called to conform to the image of Christ. And our conduct, our behavior should be a reflection of our Christ. It is good for us to gather then in this building at this place because while this building is not the church it is a physical representation of the called out body of believers who are to be set apart apart from the world and its cares apart from the world and its ways apart from the world and its values its immorality its norms and its standards but it's good for us to be here thirdly because here 
we get to experience a closer and more intimate encounter with God. It's good for us to be here because we get to experience a closer and more intimate encounter with God. They are all set, they're all on this set apart mountain and in that moment, Jesus transfigures Bryant before them and shows them his divine nature. This moment of transfiguration was something that nobody else saw except for James, John, and Peter. It was a special moment indeed. And here, my brothers and sisters, is where special things happen. Here is where we hear the voice of God. Here is where we feel the presence of God. Here is where we encounter the purpose of God revealed in our lives. Here. And so like Peter, <clears throat> I'm excited about this moment. This moment of regathering. But a word of warning, and I'm almost done. A word of warning. Because Peter allows his excitement for this moment to turn into a potential mistake. Jesus is transfigured before them. They witness this glorious divine nature of Jesus and in his excitement, Peter makes a suggestion. Look at what he says. He says, let us build three tabernacles, one for Moses, one for Elijah, and Jesus, one for you too. The problem that Peter had is a problem that a lot of people have in the church. And that is this that there is a moment that he wants to memorialize. And in memorializing the moment, the potential problem is that Peter, James, and John would end up staying right there. Let's memorialize this moment and make this a new gathering place where we can stay. Let's memorialize this moment and make this a new thing and we can stay right here. And if anything, perhaps what this pandemic pandemic has exposed is that the church is guilty of memorializing moments by building monuments unto ourselves and staying there. We build stuff and become complacent and stay there. We become satisfied and stay there. We become content with what we're doing and stay there when everything else is moving on. Technology has advanced. Sensibilities have shifted. Trends are different and we stay right there. Church is oftentimes guilty of being committed to moments that we have memorialized in our minds and that are meaningful to us but don't necessarily make sense for today. I shared some of that with our ministry leaders during our reimagined sessions, that the reality is that many of the things that we do in the church are built on outdated models. None of us in here is driving a 1950s car. Amen, lights. And we may have been around during the 50s, but, but you're not driving that car anymore. It's because... Time moved on. Sensibilities move on. Expectations moved on. What you wanted from a vehicle moved on. So why are we in the church largely doing ministry that still employs 1950s models? I'll tell you why. It's because the model means something to us. And we have memorialized the model and made it in our minds something so grand that it keeps us from moving on. 
when Peter makes the suggestion to build these monuments, one for Moses, one for Elijah, one for Jesus, God starts talking and interrupts all of that. Says, nope, don't start building nothing. Because I know that if you build, you're just going to stay up here. So he says, no. And the text says it in verse 5. It says, while Peter was talking, that a bright cloud overshadowed them. And behold, a voice out of the cloud which said, this is my beloved son in whom I'm well pleased. Hear ye him. In other words, God says, Peter, hush. Stop talking and listen to him. I know you got big plans for what you want to do to memorialize this moment, but it's not about that. Stop making your plans and follow the voice of my son. And so as we come back to this place, this sacred place, we may need to let go of some of our memorials. Y'all not talking to me in here. We, we, we may need to let go of things that we have memorialized that mean something to us, but don't necessarily meet the needs of today. Help me preach this if you can. As we come back to this place, let us do so understanding that it may require new wine in new wineskins. We must have an encounter, a unique encounter with the divine. And having that unique encounter with the divine requires us to have a right perspective about this moment a right perspective about the opportunity before us such that we do not squander it and return to that which we have memorialized, but rather experience God in a new way. Doing that must re requires that we also, secondly, bring with us a right disposition. And I'm through when I tell you these quick, quick A, B, and C points. Here they are. When you come back here, and I'm talking to the folk who are watching now because they already, they already get it. When you come back here, make sure that you return right. Make sure you return right. What do you mean by that? I mean by that as we regather, let's make sure, number one, that we gather in gratitude and gratefulness. Gather in gratitude and in gratefulness. Gather in gratitude and in gratefulness. In other words, when we come to this place, let us do so with grateful hearts and let those grateful hearts pour out into glorious worship. If you're grateful, then worshiping God should not be a reserved and a restrictive experience. If you are grateful, then praising God should not be something that you want to do but feel like you can't do. Gratefulness cannot be measured by what your neighbor is doing, but by what you're feeling in your heart and what you know God has done for you. When you look back over the last 24 months and consider that all that God has brought you from, all that God has brought you through, you ought not come back to this place the way that you left it, scared to open up your mouth worried to raise your hand apprehensive about praising the Lord with a loud voice Grat gratitude and gratefulness are not expressionless gratitude and gratefulness has some sound to it gratitude and gratefulness has some action to it gratitude and gratefulness is expressive in nature and so when you return here don't be scared to say amen when you return here don't be embarrassed to lift your hands when you return here don't be worried about what your neighbor is thinking you give God the glory the worship the praise that is due his name in gratitude and with gratefulness 
as we gather. Number two, gather for the purpose of grounding and growth. Gather for the purpose of grounding and growth. In other words, let us be sure that this building serves as a grounding place. A place where our faith is fortified and fed. A place that serves our Christian maturation through service and mission. Y'all looking at me funny, so let me say it like this. The church should not grab us, but it should ground us. In other words, we should not become hostages to this building, but it should be the place that represents the anchoring of our faith. We should not become so bound to this building that anything that's connected to ministry must happen here. No, we are the church, which means that where we go, the church goes. That means that if I minister over there, the church is there. If I minister across town, the church is there. I don't have to do ministry here all the time. This place should not grab us, but it should ground us. Ground us in what we believe and how we practice those beliefs on a daily basis. Let us then be mindful that while our faith is grounded here, our ministry must be beyond this building. Our ministry must seek and serve those who are lost. Our ministry must go beyond these walls and walk alongside people where they are. We must become a church without walls. Thirdly, and I'm through. As we gather, this is the third, this is the last one. I need you to hear me real good on this one. As we gather, gather with grace for one another. Here it is. I'm done. Gather with grace for one another. Listen, let me let me let me help you. The last two years have been challenging years in a lot of ways. And people have gone through things that you don't know about. I'm, 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 I'm going to try to say it as best I can. Listen, while we were coming together and you saw us week after week, you could keep in touch with us. You could see what was happening. You knew you were in touch. You could see. But after two years, some of us hadn't seen each other. And we've been through things that you don't even know about. We've had situations that we could not bring to the altar and put before the congregation and we pray for and we be in tune with. So we've been through stuff that you don't know about for two years. We've gone through different experiences. We've had different challenges. We've had different moments. We've had different sorrows. We've had different burdens, different things are on us that we're carrying, which means this, when we come together, we might look different than we when we left. Not talking to me in here. We, we we might look different because we've had some different moments. We've had to carry some different burdens. We had some different crosses that we've had to bear. So when we regather, hear me and hear me well, gather with grace. In other words, be kind to one another. Be sensitive to what you see because what you see doesn't tell the whole story of what people have been through. Be kind in your conversation. Be compassionate in your action. Don't say the first thing that comes to your mind. Let it come out of your mouth. But when you see somebody and they don't look quite the same that they did 24 months ago, you ought to tell them, child, thank God that we're here. Be kind in your 
conversation. Be Christian in your conversation. Gather with grace with one another so that this assembly is edifying, so that this fellowship is fortifying, so that this time together is meaningful and precious in the shaping of our lives to reflect the image of Christ. Gather with grace. Like grandmama used to say, if you can't say nothing good, help me, Holy Ghost, then just hush. If you hadn't figured out how to just keep your tongue yet, then don't say anything. Bless the name of the Lord. The verse says this in verse 8. When they lifted up their eyes, they saw no, no man save Jesus alone. After that encounter and after God told Peter to just be quiet and let Jesus do all the talking they were afraid but finally Jesus touches them they lift up their eyes and they don't see Moses anymore they don't see Elijah anymore all they saw was Jesus and that's all that's really where I want to leave you that when we come to this sacred assembly after we thank God that he's allowed us to come together one more time at the end of the service, all we really ought to see is Jesus. We ought to see the Lord and what he's done for us. We ought to see the Lord and how he's kept us. We ought to see the Lord and how he saved us. We ought to see the Lord and how he's covered us. We ought to see the Lord and how he's provided for us. All we ought to see is the goodness of Jesus. I don't know about you, but when I think of the goodness of Jesus and all he's done for me, my soul cries, hallelujah. I thank God for saving me. All they saw was Jesus. And I promise you, there's no other name that's sweeter than that name. Can you sing it with us? Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. 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 Jesus, 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 oh Lord. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. Can you help call him Savior? Savior, Savior, Savior. Savior, Savior, Savior. Savior, Savior, Savior. His name is Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. Come on, Savior. Savior, Savior, Savior. Savior, Savior, Savior. Oh, Lord. Savior, Savior, Savior. Oh, Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. Is he a healer? Healer, healer, healer. Healer, healer, healer. Jesus, Jesus. Now tell him thank you. Oh, thank you, thank you.
thank you, thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Oh, Lord, thank you, thank you, thank you. Uh, things that you might do to live out your life 
in Christ, further steps that you might take uh, to embolden your faith, to empower your your belief and that you might live out this new faith in Jesus Christ. Call the number that's on your screen. Someone wants to talk with you now and make you not only uh, celebrate that you become a member of the body of Christ, but also help you to become a member of this local fellowship. K Chapel, God bless you and God keep you is our prayer. Amen. All hearts and minds are clear. We're standing then for the benediction. Father, we thank you for this day, for this moment of worship. Those who are gathered here together and those who are watching online, thank you for bringing us to this moment, for bringing us here. sacred place here this special time God we pray that as we regather as the saints of God the church of God the people of God and we would regather with gratitude and gratefulness that we would we would regather being grounded for growth and that we would regather with grace for one another. Thank you, Lord, for this place. And we declare it is good for us to be here. Now may the grace of God and the sweet communion of his Holy Spirit rest, rule, and abide with each of you now, henceforth, and forevermore. In the name of the Father and of the Son of the Holy Spirit, amen and amen. God bless you. Go in peace. Mothers, we will see you in the fellowship hall. God bless you.